When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. the bar come on and pull up a seat and open up your bible what a wonderful feast the living bread and we're discussing what it means for the streets the inner cities and the burbs and every person we meet it's where we challenge worldviews that we hear from world news in light of the scripture we are here to serve you we're your source for resources to help you on your way as you battle mean forces this is for the people who can see the importance of sound theology and the scripture that support it and this is for the truth lovers biblically reforming preaching christ to the nations yeah welcome to the modern the Reformation, yeah. The Bar, Biblical and Reformed. Welcome everybody to The Bar. It's your boy Dwayne in the building. Right back in here another Tuesday. Super excited as always to be coming through your speakers, through your earbuds, through your Alexa, wherever you listen to The Bar. We're grateful that you're listening. And man, like I start every show, every week, I always like to thank the listeners. Appreciate you guys tuning into The Bar, your favorite podcast, man. You guys make this so much fun, uh, man, just the way you buy the gear, where you repost, uh, and, and and I just love the love, man. So big shout out to you guys. Um, and so today is a little different. This is a different kind of show. I do not have a guest, surprisingly. This might be the very first, or maybe not, I don't remember, but the very first show that I'm doing solo, like just me, nobody else. And um, I hope that you enjoy it. So the reason why I'm doing this show, um, it's October. It's the last Tuesday in October. And so for October uh, last year, uh, if you've been following the bar, last October, I interviewed people that were very influential. Um, so I had uh, Phil Holmes, um, I had uh, uh, Greg Bainey, the pastor that actually um, introduced me to Reformed Theology. Um, and I had uh, Les, uh, uh, Les from um, the uh, um, Reform Pub. I had Les on because that was very influential. And then I'm trying to think who the other person was. I can't think of it right at the top of my head. I might have to look it up online and then this month this october i started off with um ligonier of course you know how much ligonier has influenced me and then we also had alistair Begg. you guys know i shout him out every chance i get and uh, you just listened to the grace to you uh segment and so um i've got gotten this question a hundred times uh just kind of people want to know about me you know, um, some one of my good friends uh, on Facebook even offered to interview me and like rename the show and everything and just like have a special show where he interview me. And we still might do that. Just have some fun with that. But um, until then, man, I just wanted to take time to just kind of tell you guys a little bit about your host. Um, I try to plug it in here and there when we have guests. I try to you know, take time to uh, interject something that's personal uh, so you guys can get to know me and know where I'm coming from and know my story. Um, so but what better way to really give you my story than to just give you my story? <laughs> so um, I'm going to do that. Um, try not to bore you. I, I hope you learn something and you're going to find out that if you've been listening to the bar for any length of time, I've been sprinkling these, uh, I guess, things about me 
throughout the show. Any chance I get, I've been sprinkling these in, and um, and you'll you'll be able to put kind of put the pieces together to figure it out. So let's get right into it. Um, you know, born Turkey, North Carolina, um, to my parents, uh, James and Brenda. Turkey, North Carolina is a small town because I know the first thing you guys are thinking, like, is there a Turkey, North Carolina? You probably heard me shout it out. But, yes, it's a very small town located. The way I help people find out where it's at is located between um, um, Wilmington and Fayetteville. So it's located between Wilmington and Fayetteville, and that's where we are. So before – let me pause. Let me pause. Uh <laughs> I wanted to look up who I had for October. So it was uh, Les, Lance Fear, and then we had, um, oh yeah, uh, Second Presbyterian. That's the church that I'm going to tell you their role in the story. And then we had, um, like I said, Pastor Greg Bainey and then Phil Holmes. All right, so back to my story. Uh, Grew up Turkey, North Carolina, country boy, very country. we had hogs and chickens and uh, goats. Um, we didn't have cows. You know, we call cow. That's the rich man's, uh, I guess, stock or animal because you, you really got to pay for having them cows. But um, so we had hogs and chickens. Um, my parents did what kind of like a sharecropping deal where someone else owned the field, um, but they pretty much worked it. And, you know, uh, and, you know, they took it to the market. So I grew up picking pepper and squash and we had corn field, we had corn, um, and then tobacco. We had, uh, tobacco fields, you know, we were crop tobacco and I did all of that growing up. Um, <clears throat> and I had a lot of, uh, a lot of great experience, uh, with that, that actually installed somewhat of a, uh, I guess you could say work, um, culture or habit or whatever. And, um, yeah, when I was when it was to tobacco, I, I just wanted to share this before I move on. Um, I used to drive the tractor, you know. Uh, and if anybody know anything about tobacco cropping or whatever, the guy that drives the tractor has the easiest job. So I went from uh, stick hander, you know, because when you bring the tobacco in, the ladies, usually ladies, would uh, take the tobacco off the trailer, put it on a, wrap it up in some twine, and then hang it on a stick. And then that stick goes into a barn and then you turn the fire on and that's how you cure it, you know, and all of that stuff. And then so I graduated from stick hander to tractor driver. So I was driving the tractor, um, you know, and the guys in the field, they would crop the leaves off the tobacco and put it on the tractor. I pull up a little bit further and they just do that. And then when the trailer was full, I drove it around to the ladies, dropped that trailer, hooked up to another one and out. So. I, I enjoyed that um, uh, early on, man, and really, like I said, established a really good work ethic uh, with that. And um, my parents, you know, um, uh, people call them the Cosby's, man. They just they were just awesome parents, um, awesome and supportive. Also, uh, my sister, I have a sister. You guys may not know that. I don't think I told you guys that. Uh, sister Salisa, she's about seven years younger than I am, and... Um, and we all grew up on that farm. So I um, was really interested in um, sports because uh, here's the thing. When you work on a farm, if you do sports, you don't have to worry about having to feed the hogs or whatever when you get home from school because uh, it's dark. So you do sports. You do stuff that keep you out of the school. So I played football, basketball, also ran track. Um, pretty good at all. Not great at one, I guess. <laughs> oh man, uh, pretty pretty average to below average student. Uh, definitely not scholarly. Definitely didn't read as much as I do now. Um, just kind of did what I had to do to get through. Uh, ended up going to uh, Fayetteville State, uh, which is in Fayetteville, about forty five to an hour away from my home. And um, and during all of this time, you know, I was uh, I was a center, you know, I, you know, I grew up in the church. I played the drums, sung in the choir, uh, did all of those churchy things. You know, um, the church I grew up in was Missionary Baptist. And, you know, I played the drums faithfully, like, 
you know, even if I was do party all night long and be drunk or high the night before, I still, no matter where I was, was would get up and go play drums for the church because I thought it was work based. Just to be honest, I think I thought that that counted towards my merits, not knowing better. And so did that all the way through um, college. I played uh, the drums, attended church. Even while in college, I would come home on the weekends to play the drums, to be the church and all of that. And then uh, after college, I started working at a pickle factory. I don't know if I mentioned that on the show, but I worked at a pickle factory, um, Mount Olive Pickle, to be exact. If you guys are familiar with the Mount Olive Pickle, that's where I was. You probably have a jar on your on your counter or into whatever. I worked there um, a few summers. Actually, while I was in school, I worked there during the summer. And then when I left school, uh, I worked there uh pretty much kind of like full time and um in a factory hot is whatever uh well we could say probably almost as hot as hell but <laughs> it was very hot and um you know still a sinner still doing my thing still partying um and then um god bless me and it, let, let me back up while i was at the pickle plant i almost begged to become a uh, full-time machine operator. I was a machine operator and I, you know, I was there and I I was like, okay, you know, machine full-time machine operators at the time were making like $12. So that was, man, that was good at that time, especially with me, no bills, living in my mama house, all of that. So I begged to be a machine operator, but the, my manager supervisor would not, make me full time. He would not do it. He he said, and it's funny, I think about it now, um, uh, Mr. Eric Robinson, I don't know if he even listened to the show, but he said, Dwayne, you, there's much more that, uh, that you, you can do this. I don't want you to get stuck. So he did me a favor. I didn't see it as a favor at the time. And so, uh, he would never make me full time. And, um, probably maybe a few weeks later, um, I got a call from a uh, high school buddy of mine. His dad um, was the director of Head Start, and he, they needed a transportation coordinator for Head Start. I didn't know anything about it, none of that. I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so I, you know, I I tried it. I was doing that a transportation coordinator for Simpson uh, County Schools, and I was still a center, big player, man. So. Uh, just kind of let you guys know, um, I always during, while I was in that state, I always was a player, you know, always was cheating and, you know, just all of that simple stuff. Um, and it stems back from hurt, man. I mean, now that I think about it, I know this isn't a therapy session, (laughs) but yo, so I don't even know if I'm putting this in the show, but we'll see, but it stems back from hurt. So, um, you know, you're in middle school. You think you really like someone, and um, and actually, I was quote unquote dating. I was in seventh grade, quote unquote dating an eighth grader, and so the eighth grader, when it was time for prom, you know, I thought, okay, we're going to the prom, we're going to the middle school prom, you know, excited. Well, she broke it off to go to the prom with another eighth grader, and that that kind of hurt me. Like I was like. You know, kid hurt, I guess, you know, (laughs) so like it was almost and I was at the prom and, you know, saw them together and was like just all depressed and hurt. But uh, it was that moment that (laughs) that, you know, I guess sin crept in even deeper. It was already there, but it was just worse. It was just like, okay, I'm not going to be faithful. Uh, You know, I'm not going to let nobody else hurt me like that. And so. I went on the spring. I went on the stream, man, and you know, playing the drums and being an athlete. So you know, you you get some attention from the ladies, and so you know, I was I was that guy. And so now I'm working for Head Start, making a salary, and I'm that guy. I'm on you know MySpace. I'm meeting people. You know all of that stuff. And um, that time actually is probably probably the darkest time of my life. Um, Cause I was, I was, you know, doing drugs, smoking weed and drinking and, you know, womenizing and, uh, you know, was kind of juggling a 
few women at one time. And that was a really dark time in my life. Uh, you know, I was living with my mom. And to me, I thought, you know, I thought life was a party. I was good. I was going out, doing my thing, had money in my pocket, whatever. And my, uh, uh, at the time, I guess, now we weren't dating at the time. So um, many of you know, I have four kids uh, and I'll explain all of them, but let me show you how the first one came into the picture. <laughs> so my son, uh, that is 11, he lives in North Carolina. So his mom, uh, you know, he was not born yet. And we weren't together and she called me. Well, did she call me? Well, I got called on three way. <laughs> if you guys, I know I'm, I'm dating myself. If you remember three way, three way was when was well, we who have it on cell phones now where you can call two people, call one person. So back in the day, you know, you didn't have call ID where well, you may have, but you know, you had the phone and the, and it wasn't as much technology as it is now. And so I got called on three-way, and I can't remember which lady I was talking to. Probably the lady that I was, um, quote-unquote, dating. I was talking to her. She called me, and my uh, son's mother was also on the line, three-way deal. And um, so, you know, I'm running my line, you know, Mr. Smooth, talker, whatever. And then she bringing up stuff, and I'm denying it, whatever. And then my son's mom came through the line and was like, oh, you lying so-and-so, blah, 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 la, 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 you know? And it's amazing how God uses stuff because that moment crushed me. Like, when I got off the phone, like, I was like, God, like, I, I literally, I was at my mom, I literally fell on my knees, and I said, God, I give up. Like, I give up. I can't keep this lifestyle. Um, this I'm, I'm, I think I said, I'm destroying my life. Please save it. And that was my prayer. And when I got up, I was regenerated. Uh, and, and like, it was a, I mean, total heart transformation at that moment. And it's amazing that he used something, I guess you could say my pride. He used that very thing to, um, bring me to my knees and to surrender, uh, surrender to his will. And so I got up and I wish I could say it was happily ever after. I wish. Um, but I got up and I literally, I think it might've been like a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, literally got up, went to prayer meeting at church and, you know, told people my, you know, that I was saved and, Got very active in the church and very, very, very active and uh, started cleaning up my life. Uh, I was uh, uh, heavily porn addicted at that time, heavily. And so I gathered up all my you know, pornography and videos and tapes and gathered all of them up and got rid of them and deleted all the stuff off my computer and, you know, just really trying to live a life, you know, um, and so even, you know, I told you guys about MySpace. And so MySpace, I started deleting all these lascivious women, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Deleting all these extra women and, you know, getting them off my MySpace. And so I was cleaning all that out. And um, I, you know, there was a young lady on there that was actually a Christian that I had uh, friended on MySpace. And, you know, I didn't think nothing of it at the time, you know, just kind of moving along. And um, I saw that she was a dancer and all of that. And so I reached out to her, you know, not even trying to, you know, pick her up or anything, just in casual conversation, um, asking her about dance and things like that. And, you know, it kind of it was like, OK, OK, whatever. And a few months later, I'm just fast forwarding a little bit. We uh, I sent her a message. I was like, hey, I'm single you know, how are you? Like, like I would love to talk to you. And she sent me her number started talking and this is my wife. I, you know, and I met her on my space. We literally, uh, started talking and on the phone in November, um, or October. No, November. Sorry. Beginning of November, we started talking on the phone and, um, we, 
talk, you know, pretty much every day, you know, the whole long distance thing. And so for Thanksgiving, um, I made a plan to go see her for the very first time because Greenville, South Carolina is about five hours away from uh, Turkey, North Carolina. And so I went to see her on um, uh, Thanksgiving weekend and everything went good. It was a great time. We enjoyed each other. We had a great experience. She cooked a wonderful Thanksgiving meal, you know, and it was almost like when I got home, I was like, okay, that's going to be the girl I marry. Um, and so in February, we got engaged in July, we got married 2018. Um, and so I know some of you guys that pay close attention, maybe like I, I pay close attention, you may be like me. You're wondering, okay, where did the 18-year-old come from? So my wife, uh, her great, she adopted her great niece uh, before we were married. And so uh, that actually is where the 18-year-old come from. That's how I got an 18-year-old and then an 11-year-old. And then, you know, the babies are me and my wife babies. So I was in Greenville, moved to Greenville, South Carolina, um, a part of a really big church uh, mega, if you, if you will, that recently had a name change and has a new pastor, hint, hint. <laughs> now nah, it was, it was redemption and, uh, Ron Carpenter was the pastor. And so while I was there, you know, I was on staff and I played in the band and, you know, I, uh, taught middle school, uh, and, you know, was preaching to middle school boys, all of that good stuff. And, um, I had a coworker, at my new job in, in, in Greenville, South Carolina, that was Hebrew Israelite. And some of you may be familiar with them. We kind of mentioned them before. I think I had a um, long time ago, I had a uh, vocab Malone on talk about them, but he was Hebrew Israelite and he challenged me in my Christian walk. He challenged me in ways that I was, made me very uncomfortable. And so I was, you know, like, up all night, you know, just trying to figure out what he was saying and how it relates to what I believed. And so I just started doing uh, internet research. I can say that now. I thought it was legitimate research, <laughs> but I started doing internet research and I started finding all these conspiracy theories and all of these uh, myths and things like that. And it, it was very intriguing. It seemed like truth. And I started the Facebook page, Be Not Deceived. Uh, and that because that was because of those conversations through those conversations with that guy made me, you know, look into stuff, look deeply. And being that I was at a, uh, uh, a pretty much, you could say word of faith, um, um, type deal. I, you know, I was a lot of the stuff that I was learning didn't stand the, the test that he was, he was giving me, you know, but, and it's funny cause hindsight if I was actually solid in reformed theology or, I mean, even in just biblical theology, that's solid. Um, I would have been confident in my answers or even in apologetics. I would have been confident in my answers and knew how to respond, but because I had nothing but, you know, word of faith, charismatic, uh, feel, you know, that's all I had. And you, you know, you can, you'd never explain charismania. You just feel it. You know, it's something you feel. It's something, you know, people got to trust your testimony. So that caused me to create the be not to see page. And that's where I met my team. Um, first person I added remotely because I had people that I knew locally, um, that I love, uh, and I shot them out real quick. Uh, pastor Reggie, uh, Zeke Richardson, um, Jimmy Frederick, Cedric Artis. Uh, these are like founding people that kind of, you know, they, they brothers in Christ that, you know, helped me set up to be not deceived. But the first remote person was Terrence Barlow. Terrence Barlow, T. Barlow, host of Bars, Biblical Reform Spitters. And uh, solid brother. I, got, I love that brother. Like, I mean, he's a brother. That's, I mean, there's no, I love him. Uh, I mean, as if I see him every day. And I think we met each other once. Um, so Terrence Barlow was added. Um, Dominique Barlow was added at the time. It wasn't his wife, but um, later they became husband and wife. That's a that's a cool story. Maybe he'll share that one day. Um, and then we also added um, 
uh, Virgil Walker, the co-host of Just Thinking. And then we added uh, Christy and um, we added uh, trying to wreck in my brain. I think that might be, oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Waters. So all of these people made up the Be Not Deceived team, and we had the page, and um, we uh, got approached by this guy named uh, Ty. Uh, what's, what's Ty's last name? I can't remember. But he wanted to do uh, Blog Talk Radio. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Blog Talk Radio. But he wanted to do blog talk radio. He approached us with the idea. I thought it was cool. I didn't know anything about radio. I was like, sure, that's a cool idea. And he wanted us to talk about, you know, the be not deceived stuff, the conspiracy theories, the things like that. And actually, Virgil came after uh, we started blog talk, now that I think about it. But so we would get on, me, Ty, um, Barlow, I mean, just a whole bunch of people all on one line. And I'm literally like hosting like I'm doing now um, with the bar and I'm hosting the, the show and I'm like asking questions, divvying it up, you know, back and forth. And I didn't know I was training for this. So we did that for Ty. So Ty wanted us to do like record every week um, and it was live. It was like live radio. And I was down like I could, you know, I was pretty much cool with it. But, you know, you know, when you're dealing with a lot of people, everybody can't keep up or they got their own lives or whatever so that eventually fell off uh but i i enjoyed it you know i enjoyed it it was fun uh but it was it was taxing like we literally was handling hard topics we had people calling in and you know arguing with us debating whatever and so um that that was that was a season and and that actually now to look back on it that probably what you know really got me Going pointed towards podcasting. All right. So now we got to be not deceived and I'm starting to question things. And, you know, um, um, I'm, you know, just just looking at stuff different. And so I um, thinking, Lord knows, it's so funny thinking I'm moving towards the truth. I hook up with a quote unquote apostle in um texas and um and we connect with them we do a ministry training another air quotes with them and um, at the end of the training they uh they will i guess identify what uh what gifting or what office you will take and so me and my wife were named apostle um and I get teased about this so much now. We were named apostles uh, because of our giftings from, I guess, the test or the class or whatever. And so people were calling us apostle. And yeah, I know that it, it just it tears my nerves up just thinking about it now, you know, hindsight. And um, so we this was this was actually probably, you know, this this that actually led to me just running away from all of that just the weight of, you know, saying that you're an apostle, you know, that's, that's, that's serious business, you know, and it never really sat right. You know, um, even when people call me that, you know, and I was, I would say, Hey, it's, it's just Dwayne, you know, so that happened and, you know, and then that, and then that along with, um, you know, to be not deceive and actually it's kind of, battling each other behind closed doors oh i'm sorry i forgot to mention adam jones adam jones is also a be not to see man member and adam jones was a calvinist <laughs> put a put a thumb right there so be not deceived going on people calling me apostle doing a little bit of preaching a little bit of teaching or whatever adam jones uh you know he's he's a calvinist he's reformed and i'm like I I like you. I like your perspective. You're a smart dude, smart young guy. Um, we kept him around, you know, and so he would drop little nuggets here and there. And um, and because I I was conspiracy theorist. I was uh, I was a uh, King James only. I was I was bad off. Y'all God definitely had to uh, transition me out of a lot of stuff. So Adam Jones um, put me up on Shylin. And so I started listening to Shylin. I was like, man, I can dig it, except all that Calvinist stuff, that predestination stuff. 
And, you know, um, so it kind of Adam Jones kind of exposed me and got it floating around. Um, And I'm seeing this episode is going to be longer than 30 minutes. I hope you guys are okay with that. Um, So I'm going to take a break right here and then we're going to pick back up on the story. The Blessed Beard and Fenimore's General Market invites you to join us on Saturday, November 24th from 12 to 7 p.m. for Fenimore's Fair. That Saturday is Small Business Saturday and will showcase some of the best small businesses that Greenville has to offer. Set in scenic downtown Traveler's Rest, South Carolina, Fenimore's Fair offers local flair and beautiful surroundings. So go to Facebook, search Fenimore's Fair, that's F-I-N-N-A-M-O-R-E, E apostrophe S F A I R E to show your interest in the event and share it out to friends. Or if you're interested, apply to be a vendor. Thanks. And remember, shop small, shop local, and support your neighbors. All right, we're back. I appreciate you guys sitting in here with me today doing a little behind the scenes on the bar, kind of my backstory. Um, I hope it's not boring you. Um, I hope that uh, you find it edifying in some way. (laughs) All right. So picking up on the story, Adam Jones, um, he, you know, introduced me to Calvinism through Shaolin. um, And uh, we picked up Virgil. Virgil was a, a later pickup after all of this. And Virgil, was definitely uh reformed and he was throwing out you know little stuff because i think i can't remember the show we did on blog talk um and he was just kind of like spitting his truth like yo it's not scriptural is scripture say that you know solo scriptura you know it was just like boom 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 and i was like oh that's dope that's cool and i started looking into it and then i uh i had a co-worker greg bainey that's who we had on the show in october um, I mentioned it to him. Hey, you know anything about Calvinism? I had no idea he was a Presbyterian pastor. And he was like, yeah, man, um, do this. Come to my office every day at lunchtime and we'll go through the Westminster, Westminster Confession or Western Minister. Uh, you know what? Westminster Confession. I'm I'm stumbling with that because somebody, Phil Holmes, teased me about the way I say that um, and I don't know. I guess I said it wrong. But anyway, Greg brought me in the office every week uh, on Friday, and we literally went through the confession. Uh, Every line, he would read it, turn around, ask me about it, read it, turn around, ask me about it, read it, turn around, we'll discuss. And we walked through it. Then, when we were finished with that, then he said, hey, here's some resources. First thing he gave me was Ligonier app. Then he... um, Gave me some other websites. Might have been Grace to You. I can't remember if it, I don't, you know, actually, it might not have been Grace to You. So, Ligonier app. And then I started, because um, at the time, you know, I love YouTube. So, I started YouTubing Dr. Spro uh, videos. And then I, you know, uh, found out about podcasts. And I think it was Renewing Your Mind. And I started listening to um, um, Christ Centered. Um, the one that Nick Bassick was on and then the reform forum, reform forum, I think was the name of it. And, um, yeah, so I started listening to those things and those, it was kind of like a trickle effect. It started leading to other podcasts and, um, and I, you know, I pretty much was like, okay, I, I believe, you know, I'm reform, you know, like I'm with it, you know? And actually I was with it whenever the Westminster confession was on. Um, uh, done. You know, I was like, bet, like this is, this is legit. You know, and you know, let's go from there. So that is pretty much how that um kind of transpired, I guess. And um, let's see, where am I? Sorry. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah. So I, you know, with the podcast deal. I started, uh, you know, just going through and um, finding different podcasts. And then I found the Reform Pub. And this is actually the Eureka moment because the Reform Pub, um, Les and Tanner, um, 
the way that they had fun, it it I loved it. Like it was awesome to me. And I was like, wow, you can do this and have fun. And so I went back to my team and I said, hey, team, I got this idea. Let's get into podcasting. You know, iTunes has this thing, podcasting. It's a thing. And let's get into it. And they was like, "Okay, cool. You know, thinking like the block talk deal. And so then we, you know, we set up, I think, uh, interview. Can't remember the first very first one. And and it's on the website. But, you know, I don't advise to listen to it. It's, it's, It's a little different. Well, you can. It shows where we come from. And then we did like, you know, we had a guest on and we interviewed and we had, you know, uh, I think three or four guests on and everybody was all on asking questions and, you know, and then everybody got busy again. And so it left me with, okay, this thing is, I don't know, it's going to be just like blog talk. We're going to do it once a month, you know, and we're going to just do it whenever we can. And then I was looking at the rest of the podcast, like, I mean, Renewing Your Mind came on every day, you know, every day you look, you see Renewing Your Mind, Grace, you came out every day. And so I was like, hmm, maybe if I can get consistent, but I didn't, didn't know what I wanted to do, you know, so I was just kind of pondering it and then found out that uh, Steve Lawson was coming to Greenville, saw it on, um, 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 Sermon Audio. Shout out to Sermon Audio. They had us. We were on Sermon Audio for a while. I think our record uh, show still on there. We just don't have a subscription because it's a little expensive. But anyway, shout out to Sermon Audio. Um, Steve Lawson was in Greenville. And um, so me and my wife, we was like, hey, boom, let's go. So we went to hear Steve Lawson preach and we uh, we really enjoyed it. And then we looked right behind us and Todd Friel was there. And so after the sermon was over, we went to Tide and, you know, introduced ourselves and went to Steve and introduced ourselves. Then we went back to Tide because his wife and my wife were talking. And I mentioned to Tide that I was like, hey, I'm thinking about a podcast, you know, starting a podcast and uh, getting going. And he was like, oh, man, that is a great idea. You need to do it. You know, there's not a lot of people doing it from your perspective. I can't even give him a little bit of my background. And he was just very, very encouraging. Like to the point where I was like, bet, we're about to do this. And so I set out and I said, I'm going to uh, get some guests and we're going to interview them. And we, that's what we're going to do, you know, because my team, you know, they were busy. And I understand. I don't hold that against them. So we got some guests and um, I connected with uh, Joe uh, Thorne and Jimmy and um they were you know joe actually was very influential um he he liked the podcast before it was anything like you know only had a few small name guests or whatever and um and he was like man i like what you're doing i like your flavor and joe thorne actually uh designed our logo the logo that we have and um he helped me a lot he told me about you know recording ahead of time and stacking up and this was all before doc and devo like before doc and devo was a thing uh me and joe was talking about uh podcasts and um because i found joe through the reform pubcast of course he was a guest there frequently so me and joe we started you know talking he helped me strategize and he helped me um with the whole you know branding and logo and consistency and he knew all of those formulas already and so he helped me with that. And so I started, you know, getting guests and sending emails. And uh, I had Joe and Jimmy on. And, and actually after that is when I started just, you know, get people started saying yes and yes and yes. And so that's how the bar was born, man. Um, and the name uh, came from the inbox with my team it was like, what can we do? And the original name, uh, which everybody finds this funny, was Black and Reformed. Um, and then I found out later that, you know, Anthony Carter had the book, black, being black and reformed and we had him on the show and he thought it was named after his book, but it was not. So anyway, <laughs> when we thought black and reformed, it was like, nah, um, because honestly our, uh, being biblical or being Christian is way more important to me 
and to my team. Then being black, black doesn't matter to us. So we changed it to biblical and reform. And I know the critics, man, it's redundant. Me and reform is biblical. Even Steve Lawson said it. Somebody had on a bar shirt at uh, G3 and he was like, biblical and reform. This should be biblical equals reform. Though biblical is reform. And I'm like, okay, bro. Like, thanks, but no thanks. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, but yeah, so that's where the name came from, bar acronym, and the bar can relate to so many things. It'd be raising the bar, like the standard. Um, you know, it could be uh, a bar. You hear the like you're sitting at a bar because it's casual conversation. Um, because you know it 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 just it worked, and so I just jumped on this thing, man. This was my love, my passion, and we started rocking and rolling and guests started coming in and you know uh when the bar started getting some 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 traction first thing you do is you want to put your team on that's always been my mentality is i want to put my team on i want people that rock with me if i'm successful i want to put them in a place to be successful and so the first thing i did is i reached out to barlow say hey bro like you you're 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 an artist you're a rapper and you love you love theology love to talk once you start a podcast, man, run it through it, you know, run it through us. And so that's where bars came from. And uh, God bless T. Barlow. He got a pregnant wife and brand new twins in the house that they adopted. And so, yeah, pray for him. That's why you hadn't heard bars in a while, but he's working on some stuff. He'll definitely be back rolling, kicking and stomping. Then next, um, you know, God just showed us a lot of favor, a lot of grace uh, with these guests and building a platform and um we hooked up with daryl daryl harris and um and daryl um came in from the outside i loved his read his writing and uh, we just connected man and we just we jailed right away and i asked him to be a part of the the network because i knew he had something like what he was saying need to be heard it needed to be out there and so we we used the name from his blog just thinking dot me or just thinking for myself, dot me, or whatever, and we just—that's what we came up with. Is just thinking, and we paired him with with Virgil. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I interviewed Daryl, and then we did a part two where Virgil interviewed Daryl, and I just the way that they, you know, they both were, you know, um, um, you know, smart guys, very articulate, um, very. Both of them had military background. Both of them were uh, conservative Christians. Like, so I was just like, oh, this is like, this would be the perfect match. And so I pitched the idea to both of them, kind of gave them some training because uh, Virgil, by nature, wanted to interview Daryl. And, and it would be like Daryl being interviewed every week. And so I was like, no, you want to do more of a conversation back and forth, you know, kind of. Uh, and, and love to say this cause I love those guys. It's kind of a doc, doctrine and devotion, um, uh, format, you know, where it's a conversation like Joe and Jimmy, that, that combo is, is amazing by the way, Just big hats off and shout out to those guys. So that's what I pitched to Virgil and Daryl. I was like, listen to them, see how they flow. Also, you know, listen to this duo. And that's how just thinking was born. And, uh, man, just thinking, uh, it, it, the numbers that they're doing is amazing. Praise God for them. They got a whole movement behind them. And after just thinking, was Kaleoscope, Miss Ariel, and at the time, Miss Lisa Robinson. And um, they were, Kaleoscope had Daryl as one of their writers. And Miss um, um, Ariel wanted, she showed an interest in podcasting as well. And so, uh, I helped them set up their podcast. And once I helped them set their podcast up, I was like, Hey, why don't you come on to the network? Hey, it's, you know, women, boom, Kaleoscope. Now we have the bar podcast. That's the regular show bars, biblical reform spitters. That's the hip hop artists. Just thinking that's Daryl and Virgil. And then Kaleoscope. Now just miss Ariel. And then we kept moving, trucking along. And after that, uh, I got inboxed by my brother, uh, John, and, and uh, just asking about the network and asking, you know, what it entailed. And we went back and forth and uh, had my whole team listen to his podcast and kind of, you know, make sure it was he was he was doctrinally straight and straight. You know, everything looks good. And then, boom, pass the discussion. 
And uh, what I love about pastor discussion is I had nothing to do with the, the, the beginning of it. And I love what they do. I love their format. I love everything about it. And I, I just, I'm just grateful to God for those guys. And, um, and that's, that's how we got to where we are. Um, in March will be three years since we started this podcast. And, um, and God has blessed us to be consistent every Tuesday. So yeah, I'm just grateful to God for this podcast, man. He's just done some amazing things. And um, man, I cannot forget, uh, I guess you could say a, a last addition uh, to the team. Actually, he might not be the last. He might have been before Daryl. I'm not sure. But my brother, Shatario, uh, Mr. Shatario, uh, he's actually made some appearances on the show as well as uh, um, just been a, a big support, man. Uh, he actually lives in this area. We hang out sometimes, and uh, he rode with me down to Atlanta for G3, and uh, both times, actually. And um, just a big, big, big shout-out to to the little homie, Mr. Shatario Smith, uh, part of the team, man. And while I'm in the shouting-out mood on as we end this show, man, I want to shout-out uh, – Three brothers, man, that always support the bar, whether it's financial, whether it's, uh, you know, words of encouragement, whether it's critique. Uh, that's Mr. Ryan, my homie Snap, and Mr. Biggers. Uh, love those brothers. They always, uh, like I said, they're supporting the bar, whether it's, I mean, financial, they've given uh, in times of need. Yeah, big shout out to Ryan and and Mr. Biggers. You already know you call me and you text me, encourage me, and snap you you do all that as well. So love y'all brothers. Also, I want to shout out uh, Mr. Andrew Rappinport. I know you're probably listening. Big shout out to you, brother. I really appreciate you. I just want to tell you that publicly, you do so much for the podcast. Uh, that people don't even know about. And I know you don't do it for that reason, for accolades or anything, but I definitely want to shout you out uh, for just being a good brother and a funny, funny guy. <laughs> I, I love your spirit. I love talking to you. Uh, I really enjoy it. Anytime you, you message me, you always have me laughing. So big shout out to you, brother. Thank you so much for your support. Mr. Danny, all the way in California, always uh, supporting Big shout shout out to you, brother. Um, also, Philip Moses, aka the Greenville uh, cigar and craft beer expert. <laughs> also a guest on the bar. Um, yeah, just everybody, man, that that support us, man, um, and and love on us. I just want to shout you guys out. Uh, you you help in some kind of way. You helped us in the bar with the bar and we're grateful to all the listeners man i see y'all like family man this is a movement it's not just you're not just subscribers you're not fans you're part of this movement man when you when you talk about us when you uh wear your gear uh oh yeah big shout out to kobe when i said gear kobe always buying something bar i think he has something bar everything um so a uh, big shout out to Kobe. Um, but yeah, so just when you wearing your gear, when you're telling a friend, um, you're part of the movement, man. And that's how I see you. You're not a fan. Uh, none of that, man. This is this is a team. This is a family. And we all we all support each other any way I can help. Please feel free. I, I answer my inbox. I answer my direct message. I'm not too big to talk to anybody. Um, I'll, you know, if it's something that you need my number, I'll give you my number. Like I, I don't, I'll talk to anybody. Cause God knows, you know, a lot of people ignored me <laughs> on this path. A lot of people ignored me, but there were a few people that responded. Um, people like Joe Thorne, people like Jimmy, uh, shoot people like Lincoln Duncan. He responds to my inboxes. That's, that's so legit. I'm grateful for that. So, I will always respond. So hit me up if you need me. Um, but uh, I just appreciate you guys. Hope this wasn't too boring. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, hope it was a blessing. And until uh, next time, you guys, God bless. And we are out.
What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here, the bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get a invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there